What's up dudes and dudettes? Drew here, thatanxietyguy.com. Sitting next to me or across the table from me is my old friend, Joe Ryan. What up, Joe? Hey, Drew. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. We've been talking about doing this for the longest time. A while. Yeah. So if you're in the Facebook group, you may recognize Joe's name. I know you posted a little bit and commented on a few things here and there. Yeah. So, uh, but Joe and I have been friends for, oh man, Long time. over 20 years. Yeah. Oh, easily over 20 years. Yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> Joe has been... He's pretty intimately familiar with the subject matter, and I think brings a, a twist. Those of you who have listened to some of my podcasts, like with Monique Coven talking about past traumas and stuff, that's kind of really up your alley more than anything else, I think. Yeah, doing the original pain work, going back and experiencing um, the trauma as an adult, putting yourself back in those scenes and feeling the terror and the panic and the fear. Right. And so processing it. Cool. And I think, cool. That's definitely how I made Instagram. Cool. Thumbs yeah, up, yeah. brother. Original it, pain. It doesn't feel cool when it's going cool. on, but a couple of weeks after it, the cool factor kicks in. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, not cool, but you know what I mean. I know. So I think what we want to talk about a little bit is, uh, because I've been trying to introduce more of this as we go, and you know you've been following along. Yep. <clears throat> so to talk about how it fits, how that fits in with the whole anxiety thing. I will talk a little bit about how you kind of discovered that some of what you were feeling, you didn't even know, was anxiety and panic. I had no idea. I spent my whole life in, in panic. My whole body is in panic 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I never knew it because it's been like that for as long as I can remember. And then as I started going back and experiencing trauma mm -hmm. with a therapist, I started to realize, I think I have anxiety. <laughs> and... It's now, I just pay very close attention when those feelings come. I try to relate them back to something. I can't always, so it's kind of like a two-step process for me. I go and I, I experience the trauma, and then I'm living everyday life, and those feelings come up. And I used to fight them, like white knuckle, and just be like, go away, go away, you know? And now it's gotten to the point where it's like, I, I welcome it because every time I can experience anxiety and, and panic um, there's a there's a learning process and a growth there right. so the more it comes the more growth I feel I have and I fear it less I wish it would go away but yeah. I, I feel like it's never gonna fully go away it's just a learning how to manage and living your life with it to the fullest you can right right so <clears throat> just to be kind of clear you have never really dealt with I know we've talked I mean we've actually for those people listen we've had this conversation a thousand at times least. over the years, right? <laughs> so, I, but you've never actually dealt with, you're not trying to overcome panic disorder or agoraphobia. You've described a lot of the same things. Difficult to get out of the house, not wanting to get out there and do things. Right. But it's, it's, it's a little bit different. Yours is certainly complicated. I know a lot of people want to hear this complicated by the things that may have happened in your past that you're trying to work through now. Right. Yeah. I, yeah it takes me a while to get out of the house in the morning. I have to like build up strength and get to a certain feeling inside where I feel like I can face the day with strength and not go out in like this anxiety ridden panic. Yeah. Um, and that's been, uh, that's, that's a challenge, but it, it, it gets easier. The more you do this work and allow yourself to feel the feelings that I've been avoiding my whole life, the less that they're there. Right. And, and so a lot of that original, you call it original pain work, which I think is probably pretty accurate. I, I think the diff Let's talk a little bit about the difference between experiencing that pain or having things come back to you, even though 
either you know what it is or you're still not sure exactly what it is. Right. You know that there's some origin point in the past, whatever that happened to be. But what happens, let's describe the process from when those things used to come up and how crippling it was because it would grip you right then and there, drag you down, and that was it. You were in it for as long as it wanted you to be in it. Right. It was. I was like a hostage within my own body. And you just would, I would just sit there and if I couldn't force my way out the door and push it down, which sometimes, a lot of times I could, and I didn't even know what it was, there were other times where it was just so overpowering that I just had to lay and be and allow it to consume me. But I was trying to fight it off. I really wasn't allowing it to pass through me. Mm-hmm. So that learning how to do that now is, is, is the different approach for me. I realize that it's going to be there and there's certain triggers that I get. And when I get them, I feel like I just go into this helpless victim. And I try not to spiral with that. I try to realize that, okay, there's a cause and effect. Something that happened to me years ago, something right now in the present triggered that event. It's not right now, Mm -hmm. even though it feels like it's right now, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be okay. And that's all I keep saying. You're going to be okay. This is going to pass. It may take 30 seconds. It may take 30 minutes, but at some point, it's going to go away. And the next time it comes, it's not as intense. Yeah. So that's, and it's so interesting because you have that. First of all, that's something that Monique has talked about. If you've, I don't know if you've watched any things I did with her, but that reasoning that says, you, yes, you feel it and you have a memory which becomes a feeling or a memory which becomes a thought which becomes a feeling, but it's not now. It's actually not now. So you're safe now. It's okay now. And one of the things that we talked about at one point, which was just blew my doors off in a way was... That thing where you, so it used to grip you and you'd be trapped in it and that's it. And you felt like I must sit and I must process it. I must love, I must do all these things for however long, hours, days, weeks on end. It didn't matter. When you said to me not too long ago that like, oh yeah, I'm, I've scheduled tomorrow night to feel like shit. <laughs> yes. Like that was like, oh, holy crap, what a huge giant leap forward for a human being. Like, oh yeah, I'm in really bad shape right now, but I schedule that for tomorrow like when the kids go home. Right. That was amazing. Let's yes. talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so when, like, you know, when you get the kids and you, you're busy with them, you know, it's really hard to like just go into like sit in panic mode. So you kind of push it off. But it's either Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights is my day to just feel like crap and feel all the bad feelings. What it, The way it used to be, it was like when it came on, I had no choice. I was leveled. I was finished. Then it got to the point where it's like, oh God, I feel it. Here it comes. I'm not sure what it is. I may, but you know what? I got to cook dinner. I got to go to work. I got to just, I got to go to the gym. I want to enjoy my life for the next three hours because it's all I got for the next two days. So... We're just going to push this off till Wednesday and then we can sit with it, which it's only been in the last year that I've been able to do that and identifying the fact that it doesn't have to stop my life. See, that was the thing. It was one book. It was one poem. It was one. So it was one something was going to cure me magically. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to sit right now and spend the rest of my life working on this until I figure it out. Now it's like, you really don't need to feel, figure it out. You're going to have to feel it. Right. But you could put it off till later. <laughs> yeah. So that, that thing that says, and so many of the people that follow me and, and listen to the podcast and stuff, and you've seen it because you read the group. Yeah. There's that, and I know it's two different issues. They get mixed together and tied together. So there's that original trauma, pain, whatever you want to call that. And then there's the anxiety and the panic and being afraid or trapped by those feelings, you know, the physical sensations, the thoughts that come with it, 
I know they all come together in one giant ball if, if you're dealing with those yeah. past things. But you've done such an amazing job of saying, well, even when I f go into that physical state or that, that mental state, I'm, my brain is racing, you can get yourself f functional, more than functional, upright walking around and decide, okay, well, these past things have probably triggered this state. I can float through this state, be cool with this state, and then come back to the trigger later. Yeah, it's, it's right. Is that does that sound right? Am that, I describing that, that properly? That's that's exactly it. It's, yeah. So it's like a two part process for me. There's what happened to me that caused the panic, fear, and anxiety, and then there's what it happens today. So it's like an A and a C. Mm -hmm. You know, A was past, C is the present, and I feel like I got to fill in the B. But the thing was, I would have to stop my entire life to fill in that midsection to connect those dots. Yeah. You don't have to because it stops you from living. Right. Like, I need to get out and live and experience the world. Like, my panic is never going to go away completely. My right. anxiety is never going to. So if I don't learn how to deal with it on an everyday basis in real world situations, I'm going to be stuck on the couch behind locked doors. And that's just not a way to live. That's, that's absolutely right. And I think that is applicable to pretty much everybody watching. So, or listening. They're not watching. Sorry, you got to watch this one with your ears, kids. <laughs> but um, I think... In that situation, that is applicable to just about everybody listening because just because you have those feelings, be they related to some past trauma or, you know, in that situation where the trauma has been detached because you've developed an anxiety disorder, you don't have to be ruled by being in that state. It doesn't have to rule you. I mean, I know you want to talk about when you were in the city at, at Terra, when that hit, hit you. I mean, you don't have to talk about why, but... Yeah, I had... Um, it was weird. I was out. I was in the city listening to blues downtown village and... I had an exchange via text with um, with one of my kids, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like I usually don't get panic attacks that often. I absolutely had a full blown panic attack where I couldn't stand. I had lost my balance. My head was just in another universe, and it was. It's probably one of the things that you fear the most is to have a panic attack when you're not. You know, Greenwich Village is really not the place to be having panic a attacks. Little, a little bit, yeah. I think a lot I of mean, people would. Zero for Freak Show Central. Yeah. Um, but the the what had happened was I had just sat down on the stairs. I put my head down, and I just allowed it to pass. And at first, I was like, I was like, oh my god, this is not good. This is not good. This is not good. And when I dropped to the stairs and I was sitting there, I calmed myself down because it was like, this is going to go away. This is going to pass. It's just a moment in time. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm strong enough to ride this out. And I did. I mean, I was kind of wiped out afterwards. I went in, I listened to music for a little bit, and I was just like, you know what? My head's just not in it, so it was, it was time to go. But it was, yeah. uh, it was such a good learning process, and there were certain situations that I do worry about being confined for a while for the reasons of catching a panic attack. And the last couple of times I've had them, it's kind of weird to say, but I welcomed them because... It's like, I got this. I can do this. I can deal with it. Yeah. I just need to allow it to pass through my body. It's kind of like when somebody says something to you and you get angry. It doesn't flow through you. It hits your gut. Mm -hmm. And then you react back. Okay. There's no reaction back anymore with the panic attacks. Yeah. At first, it's like, oh, God, here we go again. And it's like, all right, just sit, sit back, relax. Just let it flow through you. That energy is going to pass. Right. You're going to be a little tired on the other side. But each time it gets easier. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. And I, that, you know, that we talk about that all the time. Just letting it happen, letting it pass, not reacting to it. 
Um, and I remember you texting me afterwards, like, you were wiped. You know? I was wiped. Like, hey, dude, I'm pretty sure I just had a panic attack. Like, yeah, that's not like the usual text that you usually get on a Saturday night, but that, that was cool. It was all right. And, uh, and I think just having had that experience and the fact that now I hear you talk about, like, getting on a plane for a long flight or something like that used to be terrible. What if I, what if that happens to me while I'm over, you know, the Rocky Mountains? Right. I could do three to four hours on a plane and right. somehow manage to get through it. Like yeah. going to California on a six hour flight. Yeah. I did Hawaii twice, which, you know, there was a lot of Xanax involved, you know, but, um, <laughs> I feel like that, that was a big, that's a big thing. Like sitting confined that long, but I feel like after all of those, the last couple of panic attacks I've had that it's definitely a concern. Mm. But it's it's not a fear, and I I go into managing it in my head. Like I was away last weekend, and it was a very um, it, it was a unique situation, one that I hadn't been in a while. And I was with a lot of people that I didn't know, mm-hmm. and sharing a house, and you know that I, that brought up some anxiety for me. And I remember being out, we were listening to music, and I'm like, oh my god, I got to go back and deal with this. And I just took a couple of minutes, and I'm like, it's just talking yourself out of it. I'm like, I'm going to be okay. It's going to be fine. What's the worst that could happen? All right, so I, I have trouble sleeping, or maybe I have a panic attack, but I'm going to be fine. Right. You know, I'll yeah. just go sit on the hammock while everybody's sleeping. I'll just deal with it on my own, and, and we'll, we'll move on from tomorrow. Yeah, which is, a, you know, I think you'd probably agree, a better choice than like, no, I'm, I can't go. You would Imagine you would have missed... Like the video that you shot. I mean, that was an amazing experience to be able to see that band playing. It, it was. It, it was. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, there's so much of my life. I had started to live, um, I think it was about seven and a half years ago. And I had this really, um, I just had a series of events that was just very damaging. There was a lot of loss. And one was more traumatic than the other. And at that point, I had just started living and getting out there. Because my whole life, this had, had stopped me from it. And then I got hit with that, and it just took me to a really dark place for a long time. And now all I want to do is live. Like, yeah. I keep, I would have never made that trip upstate two years ago right. because I was still in that darkness of the panic and all the stuff that had happened. Right. So now it's like, I just feel like I want to break out and live. That my desire to enjoy life is greater than the fear of the panic. Yeah, that's such a big point to get to. Huge. But and I think, but having discovered what it is, you know, and, and for you, I think starting to uncover some of the old stuff yeah. is, is mattering, you know. But the fact that you've been able to say, like, well, feeling this anxious, afraid, crippled state may have been triggered by those memories, but I can separate them now, float through the panic and the anxiety, like chill out, move on with my life, go back to that stuff later. Deal with that in my time, in my terms, when I want to think about it or write about it or whatever it is that you do to work through it. Exactly. It's almost yeah. like I'm in the middle now. So you have the trauma of the past, the panic of the present. It's almost like I'm kind of living in the middle. Mm-hmm. And those two things are slowly moving closer together. So I'm, it's, it's almost like um, it's like a part of myself was split off. Right. And now it's bringing it all together. But the, the most important thing is is for me now is living and enjoying life and not letting, you know, the traumas of the past and the panic of the present stop me from actually having a full, good, happy life. Right. And you could still work on it. And I know you are. I, I mean, look, if you're listening, I'm going to tell you flat out right now. Like, I don't know another human being walking this planet that has put more time and effort 
into this stuff than you. I mean, since I met you. Yeah. yeah. It's been Um, a long road. It has been a tremendous (laughs) long road. But I think, like, hopefully people will take some, get some hope out of this to see. Like, you went from, you know, I mean, we're recording, so I think we could probably say this. We could always add it, I guess. But, like, there was many, there was a long time in our relationship when I couldn't understand why you backed away from everything. Mm -hmm. And I think people who are watching, whether they're dealing with some past trauma along with the anxiety or it's just the anxiety, people understand. You know, you make excuses for everything. You back away. Everything is a no. Everything is... Well, I don't know if I should do that. If you do do it, it's like white knuckling your way yeah. through. Oh, shit, I'm going to go do this now. I mean, I could trace it back and, and I kind of see what the path that it had led me to that. The problem was when I was fully in it, I didn't realize how I got there and I didn't realize how bad it was. There was just no life left in me at all. Yeah. And a lot of it was changing who I was. You know, I wore a mask and I played roles and I became... You know, almost a character of myself to kind of mask all the pain that was inside of me. And I I became exhausted from pretending to be something I wasn't. And one day that slowly stopped. And that withdrawal from who I used to be to who I really am was painful. Like it was really difficult to even get off the couch. Yeah. And but what ends up happening is the more you get in touch with those feelings and the more you deal with the panic and the anxiety in the past and you start to just do things that you enjoy feeding your own soul instead of kind of performing for the people around you. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's hard because I had to let go of a lot that I was used to. And that transition period between letting go of the old and starting to embrace me as a new was one of the most difficult periods but now it's like i'm smiling i'm i'm looking forward to doing stuff and like i just feel like my life has just started and i don't ever want to put it on hold again yeah 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 so I, the discomfort intentionally going to discomfort uncomfortable places yes. has become and this is so funny we've talked about this too now intentionally going into uncomfortable situations has become almost like a sport for you. Yeah. Like, which is great. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Because I'm going to do this so that I can do the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. It's, you know what it was? I didn't know I was a victim until I had a, uh, a memory that I wasn't aware of in August. And after that, I was really raw. And that's when I realized that I played this victim role my entire life. And I really did it well. <laughs> Like, I'm looking back at it, I was the best victim that I could possibly be, but I didn't realize that I was doing that. And there's a fear of breaking out of that. The problem was I didn't know I was in it. Mm. Once I realized I was in it, I can't go back to it anymore because when I feel like I'm slipping into it, and it happens a couple of times a week, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll slip into it. But I never slip that far that it stops me than more than a couple of hours or just a good night's sleep and I start over the next day. Right. So it never crushes you for a month. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it crushed me for years. You know, it's so funny because I I remember watching you go through so much of that stuff. And you used to, there's such a difference. You used to intentionally put yourself into into discomfort all the time. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, I guess I I would probably describe it as, I didn't understand what you were doing. And it was never seen to be productive. So it was always, I'm going to immerse myself in this. I have to feel the hurt and the pain and process and experience. But it never stopped. It just kept going. Like you felt like you had to do that. I, now you go into discomfort and make huge steps every ahead every time you do it. I, I think it was just, you know, you don't feel good about who you are and you don't feel like you deserve any goodness. So you put yourself in these situations to kind of make you feel as shitty as you feel about yourself because it's 
it feel you feel connected to it because that's how you, I really felt, and I felt like I need. I felt like I had to be a victim. That's that was my only identity. So if things were going good. It'd be like, all right, let's screw this up and start to feel crappy again. Right. And now it's like I never want to live there again. Yeah. Why would you? It's, it's a terrible place to live because you didn't realize you were living there. Yeah. You don't know. You know that's such a funny thing there. So maybe you know we can apply it to the specific situation of dealing with past pain or trauma, but. I think even people who aren't dealing with those things, so both, whether you're listening and you've had those blessed experiences and they're contributing to your anxiety state or not, or you're just the simple anxiety disorder because you had a panic attack and learned to be afraid, either way, you don't know what you don't know until you know. Right, and, it's, and it's, it takes something traumatic to yes. like bring you out of it. Yeah, or, or sometimes you know, for people who aren't, you know, yes, that's true, there may be things that you haven't discovered yet about yourself or memories that have been repressed or whatever, but for almost anybody, you don't know what you don't know until you know, and you know by going into it, as crazy as that sounds, like when you take the leap of faith and you decide, I'm just gonna sit on the steps at Terra Blues and let this pass and then go in and enjoy the music for a while all of a sudden you have a better perspective like oh the way i was doing this was not so good right doing it the old way where it's shit why did i come here i should have stayed i might fuck this up or part of my french whatever you know it's not productive it's the being it's being afraid of the feelings right being it, afraid you, of being afraid like i've avoided it with every possible substance on the planet every activity for, for my entire life, when I took all of the stuff out that pushed those feelings down, that, that you know, kind of just took my brain and, and put it on autopilot, just not to feel. When you take all that away, those feelings come up. They're always there. It's just not knowing what to do with them and how to process them. And for me, it took almost two years of taking everything out of my life that made me feel good and sitting with this crap to the point where I started to learn how to manage it. And whether you had past trauma or not, if you're dealing with anxiety, the only way to deal with it, in my opinion, is to feel it mm. and realize that you're not, it's not gonna crush you. It's gonna feel horrible. Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly, nobody wants it. But, but it's there. I mean, you know, I, I, have it, it, I have it all day. It's different levels, different grades. When it feels like it's gone completely, it's, it's the best feeling in the world. I'm like, people live like this? This is unbelievable. I yeah. love it. But you get there. Just allow it to be. And, and let it, I don't know how to explain it other than just let it pass through you. You're almost like an innocent bystander. This, this feeling is none of my business. Let it just do what it's going to do and you just sit there and let it take over because once you bite into it, once you attach to it, uh, for me, I'm done. If I attach to that feeling, I am done. I'm going to spiral out of control. I'm going to white knuckle it. I'm just going to be like, oh my God. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The other way, it's kind of like, all right, are you done yet? I got stuff to do. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's very, That's such an interesting thing, like you said, when you attach to the feeling. Because you attack, it'll just grab you by the collar and just drag you around for the whole rest of the day. Absolutely. And I've talked about that. Like when you start to have those feelings, now maybe yours might be triggered by something slightly different. But either way, the process is the same, I think. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm having these feelings. I, if I start to fight with them, if I get in a chokehold with this thing, trying to fight it, it's going to win. It's going to take me to the mat. It's going to roll me around for however long. Right. It's almost like if you get into a fight with somebody, if you engage and you guys start swinging at each other, you're going to get hurt. But if you just keep backing up and let the guy swing at you, the anxiety is the guy swinging at you. Just right. keep backing up. Right. Like, exactly. just get out of its way. Yeah. And I, just let it just 
uh, the past three. That's the only way I can explain it. I, I know it's hard to articulate. It, these are such hard <laughs> things to say. Yeah. People ask all the time, but what is what is floating? How do you do? What is it? If these are hard words to come up with. And I think everybody has had a different path in life. And, you know, you keep looking to other people to kind of give you the answers. We can only guide where we've been and how we got here. Everybody, I think, has to apply like these little nuances within themselves that work for them because the way I let it pass through me may be different than how you let it pass through you. Right, right. I think of it as turning my back. Like, I like your analogy of like the guys throwing punches at you. Just keep, you know, slip them. Just keep slipping them. That's yeah. all. Like, you know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to jump in it. But, um, hang on a second here. Sorry, my phone. Um, but yeah, learning to not let it grab you and drag you around and whether or not that was just because it's a a very a basic or whatever you want to call it, simple anxiety disorder, panic turned into this disorder, or there's something horrible in the past that you're trying to work through, the rules are the same in the game. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. right? I mean, and it's so interesting watching you come to that conclusion that says, well, yeah, no problem. I can still deal with pain, but I can do it on my terms and not let it, the, the feelings that it brings about rule me all the time. Right. And when you, yeah. you know, I mean, I started... I started drinking at an early age, so I never really, and I drank for a long time, so I never really dealt with feelings. I just avoided them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at this point in my life, I'm learning how to deal with them, and you can do it. Like, I can't believe how my life has changed in the last year when I just started to face all of this stuff. It's It's been like leaps and bounds how much growth in, yeah. in one year. I've had more growth in this one year, I feel, than the last decade. Yeah, probably in the time that I know you. Yeah. You're like a completely different person than you were a year ago, for sure. That's not even close. And I can't wait to see where it's going to be in another year because it's not going backwards. It yeah. is just going forwards and, and every day gets better and better. I think you're such a good example of somebody who has combined these topics. And, and I, it's something that I was not... I think too in tune with you've you've helped me learn so much about that. We've had so many good conversations yeah, yeah, about like, the yin and yang of me and you. Absolutely, and those <laughs> those who are listening and you know the joke. I don't give a fuck how you feel, and I'm gonna. That's still me. What am I gonna say? But uh, yeah, and I would say that those of you who have maybe seen a softening or where I'm a little bit more in tune with people who will say they're coming from traumatic past, a lot of it. Thank Joe Ryan sitting in front of me because I've learned from my friend that, you know, and those of you who I've interacted with that this is a real part of this for so many people. We're at like almost a half hour. There's so much more we can talk about. You, we, we should do a few of these. You, we'll do a couple. Maybe we'll film some. Yeah. Oh, we could totally do that. We'll stream them or something. I need my uh, podcast uh, video debut. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. I have We could we'll probably end it here, I think. The next time, maybe we'll talk about that. We talked about those feelings of competency and confidence. Uh, yes. Feeling it, like that may be three episodes that, because... That's a big one, right? We, yeah, what confidence? Right. What what, com and how do you build confidence when you've never... Confidence has never been modeled for you. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Maybe what we'll do is we'll kill this now and we'll just start it. We'll just keep going. Okay. You know where to go, yes? No, no way. All right, there you go. So for those of you listening, <laughs> we'll, we'll record another one, and we're going to make you wait. How do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just record a couple of back-to-back -back while we're sitting here. Might as well. Uh, okay, cool. So how does somebody... I would suggest that if that is your bellywick, if you've got things you're trying to work out, abusive relationships, toxic relationships, past trauma, past abuse, where, where can they find you? Uh, 
on Instagram at Joe Ryan and uh, my website's JoeRyan.com. It does. I don't really put a lot up there, but um, you can contact me there and, and find my social media stuff. Yeah. But mostly Instagram at Joe Ryan. Yeah, and it's an insanely fast website since it's hosted by like the best hosting service. <laughs> I am Helix.com. Who, who built that? <laughs> it's so funny. Joe and I also work together, so it's a joke, right? Um, anyway. All right, so. We'll, uh, we'll do another one real soon. All right. Totally Sounds cool. Good. All Thanks. right, guys. If you have any, go follow Joe on Instagram for sure. And then if you have any questions or comments, it's going to be on my website because it's just audio only. So I'm not going to say comment in the video. There's no video. You can comment on the website or, or join the Facebook group and pop in there and ask questions. Joe's there too. Yep. So find him on Instagram or pop into the Facebook group and, and ask questions there. And we're, we're happy to answer them. So thanks for coming by and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Later, dude. All righty. Yep.